Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning, everyone, and welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. This is the Bob Pompiani Show. We are brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. And Iron Rock Taphouse in Greensburg. A great stop if you're headed out to Steelers training camp right by the live casino off Route 30. Iron Rock Taphouse in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Text us, Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder and Associates reminds you, to text responsibly and Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Peters Township, or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Nate, the great Halluschek has taken the call behind the glass right now, 412-928-9370. We have a lot to get into, beginning with Friday Night Lights last night for the Steelers. And by the way, we have a another of our training camp specials coming up tonight on KDKA-TV, 1135. It's Fed. X Steelers training camp all access that's tonight after the late news on KDKA in the meantime last night uh, it's been a long time four years 2019 the last time that uh, the Steelers had their Friday night lights at Latrobe Memorial Stadium and this was a rousing success you can tell fans wanted to be part of it from all over almost 14,000 people there that's the largest crowd they've ever had 13,957 and it does inspire players I don't think there's any question about that they get a, a rush out of it. It breaks the monotony a little bit of this training camp. Kenny Pickett put on a show uh, the day before. He didn't look all that comfortable. And you're going to have those kind of days when you practice seven straight days and it's the same old, same old. But Pickett last night was 11 for 12 unofficially with two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, and when he's on, he's on. Uh, pretty good uh, accuracy using a lot of different people. Calvin Austin, uh, the young uh, – receiver slot guy who did not play last year because of his season-long injury he made some nice plays and he's gotten better as the camp has gone on from what I've seen Kendrick Green may have been the big story of the night who would have thought that Nate Kendrick Green he actually lined up as a fullback because they really don't have anybody listed as a fullback you could put Connor Hayward in that role but Nate would you have ever thought that Kendrick Green would be getting a a big applause from that crowd after he not only lined up, 
He pancaked a few guys as a fullback, but he also caught a pass and then ran over a linebacker. Who thought? Who would have thought that? Definitely not me, and it's definitely nice to see that he's making some contributions. <laughs> he also lined up at center. He's guard. I mean, you know his story. Uh, he's the odd man out, really, on that offensive line. Whether or not he even makes his team is debatable. But if you can show that you can do something like that, um, who knows? He did pancake, I believe it was Quincy Roche. So, um, you know, linebackers don't want to be run over like that in any practice. And that was the case last night. Um, you know, so the Steelers continue to, you know, progress. We'll see them in action this week. It's the first preseason game, KDKA TV. That'll be on this Friday from Tampa going down there and seeing a totally different Tampa team without Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield was brought in. And it will be interesting to see how much playing time some of these veterans get and how much playing time should Kenny Pickett get. Uh, offensive line with some new guys, I think they need some time together, certainly. And I'm not sure exactly what the you know, situation will be with playing time with veterans. I don't expect to see Cam Hayward. I don't expect to see T.J. Watt. I don't expect to see Najee Harris, quite frankly. They have other guys who need to get time in there. Kenny Pickett should play. Uh, it is his second year, and they have to continue to progress. And I'd like to see some big-time plays over the middle, down the sidelines more, just to see what it looks like. George Pickens looks ready for prime time after uh, he's put on a show, but i got to give Joey Porter Jr. a lot of credit, too. Uh, he was a guy who you know, got victimized by that George Pickett one-hand link, leaping catch. Now, both of those guys I thought were guilty of penalties, theoretically, but that's a good non-call. Joey was grabbing a little bit. Pickett was pushing off a little, or Pickens was pushing off a little bit. But that play was won by George Pickens. However, Joey Porter Jr. came back later in that practice, made an interception. He's made another one since. He doesn't look like he's going to be phased by all of this. One thing I will say is that in a game, if George Pickens does what he did after the catch, he's going to get uh, flagged for taunting. You can't throw the ball at a guy. Uh, and, and, of course, this is just a practice, but you can't do that. And if you do, you're going to get a penalty. So those are things also, and we've seen also um, uh, Robinson, Kenny Robinson got a couple of taunting situations. You know, you got those are things Mike Tomlin does not want to see you in practice. If it's in practice, it carries over into games, and you can't have that, especially after big plays. If you throw the, the ball into someone's chest, you're going to get flagged for taunting, and it will erase all the good work that you've done. All right, we got the Steelers coming up. We'll talk about that. And I also want to talk about uh, the situation with Jake Gensel. Ankle surgery out of the blue. He's been playing in Minnesota in this uh, league, which I'm not sure what it is, uh, but he's been playing there. And if he had an ankle injury, then that's uh, something – I don't know if it was suffered there. The team basically said it was a lingering thing, and they have now said that it'll be 12 weeks before he's reevaluated. If you do the math, that takes you into the regular season. They obviously need Jake Ansel. He is looking for a new deal after Tom Wilson got one at seven years and almost $46 million. I think Jake Ansel is a better player than Tom Wilson, although the difference, certainly, Tom Wilson fits in with what they're doing. And remember, when they won a cup, Tom Wilson was a significant contributor on their offense. He had a lot of points in that playoff run when they won the Stanley Cup. Um, but they're roughly the same age. How much is Jake Ansel worth, and what happens with – Eric Carlson. And how does this all figure out moving forward with all these high-priced salaries? I'd like to hear from you at 412-928-9370. We'll get into the Pirates eventually. I know Josh Rountree just did a whole two hours on it, and there are a lot of problems there, a lot of potentially bright spots, but a lot more question marks than anything else. But I want to also get into what is happening with college football. 
How much realignment can we see? And it goes on and on. First, we saw UCLA and USC move into the Big Ten. Okay, now all of a sudden this week, you have Oregon and Washington who are moving into the Big Ten, which is now going to have to rename itself the Big 18. It's the biggest conference going. The Pac-12 is completely imploded. What do they do with the remaining teams? Who's left? Uh, Stanford, Stanford, Cal, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State. Washington State. If I'm the ACC, I'm going to all those schools because Florida State is yapping here that they don't want to be around the ACC. You can't afford to lose them. And what does Pitt do in all of this? If Florida State should leave, Clemson won't be far behind. And then what? So if I'm the ACC, I actively go after what is left of the Pac-12. You're still going to have those schools playing West Coast football, but different. I mean, it is just a wild, wild west out there. You know, it started with the NIL transfer portal. Now all of a sudden, teams are going all over the country, and I never thought you'd see a, a conference, which back in the you know to me good old days was a uh, you know based on geographic rivalries more than anything. You know, don't spend a lot of money on travel. Now you got teams in New Jersey, in Southern California, in the middle of the state, in the south of the. I mean, they're putting on, and West Virginia went through this when they went to the Big Twelve. So I, I don't know what happens with Pitt, and I don't know how they should react to all of this. But the last thing you want to be, Nate, you don't want to be one sitting and then waiting when it's all said and done and you didn't actively go after something and you're left behind like the Pac-12 teams are. Yeah, and especially you know a lot of this stuff I, I feel has been exacerbated by the pandemic. I feel like a lot of schools lost money during that, and they've been trying to find ways to recoup it quickly. And I think the ones that are being more aggressive are going to be the ones that are going to be left in a conference. But, I mean, it's just silly now that the Big Ten has more teams in the AFC. I yeah, mean, it's, it's silly. It's, it's pretty unbelievable, to be honest with you. But that's the way it is. At 412-928-9370, what do you think Pitt should do, if anything? What happens to West Virginia, if anything? Uh, but, you know, it's it's just crazy what's going on here and some of these um, realignment issues that never seem to, to die away. You just think – I remember last year at this time, okay, I thought it was going to settle down, and all of a sudden the poaching continues. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy, and as far as the Pirates are concerned, Mitch Keller. What in the world has happened? I remember Neil Heaton. I remember what happened to Neil Heaton. He was an All Star for the first half of the season, and then fell off completely after that. This is concerning to me, Nate. You cannot have a guy you're counting on. First of all, I don't know what that does to contract docs. They didn't want to trade him. Fine, and I agreed with that. But what it, if you're them, do you sign him now or wait? What do you do? If you sign him now, you might get him to be at a, a cheaper price. But you're also not sure what he is because he's got an 0-4 record with a 9.95 ERA, the worst in baseball in the second half of the season. Yeah, not only not doing well, I mean, he's seven, eight, nine runs. It's just he's been not just bad. He's been the worst pitcher in baseball, it feels like, since the calendar turned over. You can blame that potentially on fatigue, but it shouldn't be that way. He's, he's 27, going to be 28, I think. You know, he hasn't pitched this many innings, maybe, but so what? You got to get better as the season goes on. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Quinn Priester, who's now 2 and 1, but with an 869 ERA. Uh, the Pirates did get some offense last night, but they got guys coming in and out of the lineup. The lineup has changed over and over again. What do they do with Davis? Are they messing with him mentally? What about Alfonso Rivas? Can he be their first baseman in the future? I don't know. Lots to get into. 412 928 9370. Let's go out to the Fan Hotline, which is brought to you by Nemecolon, the place that makes magic happen. We got the counselor joining us right now on line one. Hey, counselor. Hey, Bob. Um, how are you? I'm good. Way. You? That's fine. Listen, um, regarding the Pirates, I just wish there would be a little more 
uh, how do you say it, accountability. I mean, they were throwing a ball around. And, you know, after this, the lollipop throw by um, Swaginski, fine. All right. But then I know Palacios hit the home run, and it's great. But he just couldn't even hit the cutoff man. I mean, what are we going backwards here? We're trying to, you know, we're down to Little League anymore? Thanks, Counselor. I mean, I mean, you know, listen. Uh, fundamental baseball is important. You got to play it, especially when you don't have much offense. Uh, and they do. They have done stuff all season long that makes you wonder, you know, why this is happening. Jack Sawinski, I'm not going to blame him. He had one error in the last year, and this was it. Since last June to this August, I don't think he's a problem defensively at all. I think he's rather good. But they do some. And Henry Davis the other night in that 14 to one game had that. Turned inside out. He, I don't blame Henry Davis at all. He's being thrown into position. He's learning on the fly. Um, and it may have be affecting his his batting. I don't know what their future plans are here. I'm glad to see he got into a game to catch, although he got ripped apart by the national announcer. I think it was A.J. Pruszynski. I mean, he's, he has, it's the first time he's caught, okay? The, the problem with this season as I see it right now is unless they just put guys – I want to see what guys can do in whatever positions they think they're going to be uh, you know, holding in the future. I want to see Henry Davis catch, and not just one inning in a 14-to-1 game. I want to see what he can do, evaluate him based on that. If you have a platoon situation with him and Andy Rodriguez, a catcher, and move around at first or right to get their bats in, okay, just decide and let's see it in play. Uh, with regard to the power positions, they don't have any. Brian Hayes has no power. Triolo's okay, but he's a duplicate copy, uh, maybe a better average hitter, but he has no power. And then at first base, Rivas, okay, he went three for four last night and hit a home. Maybe he's the guy. I'm not going to rule him out only because he has some experience. But if he doesn't, what do they have? You know, Malcolm Nunez is a project. We don't know. We know Mason Martin's been up and struggled. And what do they got to do? They need power somewhere in this lineup, not just Jack Sawinski. Reynolds finally hit a home run. He's gotten better, 13 home runs. But you need more from him. You've got to have power in, in today's baseball, and they just don't have it. 412-928-9370. Uh, they'll play game. Now, this is a if you are, it's an interesting bet tonight. You got the kid named Falter, which is a bad name if you are a pitcher. It's like Chris Blewett as a kicker. Uh, Falter for the Pirates, who just was acquired in the trade, zero and seven, with a almost six ERA against Corbin Burns. Now, I'm sure the betting odds, if you check into that, Nate, they're probably astronomical against the Pirates. But if you want to make a bet and make some money potentially, that would be the one to go after. Just put some money on the Pirates because you never know how things are going to go. Corbin Burns should eat them up, which he's done before. But Falter may just falter in his Pirate debut too. So whatever the case may be, that's going to be, at least it looks like a mismatch, but in baseball you never know how things are going to go. Last night the Pirates got eight runs. They got four home runs. Didn't see that coming. I got to say that Carlos Santana is playing pretty well with Milwaukee. Hit a home run last night. He's he's had multiple hit games already. He's playing a solid first base. Uh, Nate, what did you think of the comment to Jason Mackey that he said, uh, I would love to be back in Pittsburgh? I say no to that as much as I appreciate what he's done. Carlos Santana. You know, we're talking about first base, and I think that he plays the position well. He's had some clutch hits for them, uh, but he's also 37. Um, I don't think he's going to be the long-term answer there. And I'd like to see what they have. Like you said, give this Rivas, give these other guys a chance. We know what we're going to get in Carlos Santana, and I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be earth-shattering or take this team to the next level. So I'd rather see what they have. I mean, Santana, I appreciated everything he did here, but it's not like he was some sort of all-star. 
which leads us to Miguel Andujar, who's hitting 365 in the minors, which is not unusual for him. He's dominated minor league hitting, been up and down, and every time he comes up, that average disappears. However, however, this is a situation where he's still, uh, what, 28 years old. He was a former first-round pick. I don't know if I totally give up on him, especially now that they're searching for some sort of power somewhere in this lineup. He has 15 home runs in Triple A. We will see. 412-928-9370. We're just getting started. I want to remind you the Jam Fest is back August the 12th at North Park. It's a three-on-three basketball tournament for grades three through adult, recreation, and adult championship groups. All team tickets, proceeds, and benefit. Folds of Honor, which is a great charity helping military families. There will be food trucks. The thing tips off at 10 a.m. They're going to be a Coach Dave Gray Kids Zone. And if you want more details and if you want to register, it's a fun event. Go to events page at 937thefan.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We are back and rolling along at 412-928-9370, talking all things Steelers as well as the Pirates and their dilemmas and what we think about college football. And I asked the question, if you have, um, you know, skin in the game, and if you're a Pitt fan, you do, what does Pitt do? Does it sit idly by in the ACC waiting for things to change? Florida State is yapping a lot. They're really looking like they are not satisfied with the payout distribution, and they want to move on. If they do, Clemson will certainly follow, and then what happens? I would be actively looking at all the remaining remnants of the Pac-12 and saying, come on over here. Let's do this, even though you're so far away. But that obviously doesn't matter anymore. 412-928-9370. Let's go on to Title Man. Joins us right now to start this segment. What's up, Title Man? How are you? Probably fans right now. Uh, I'm somewhat anxious to see what happens. You know, before I really get into the, the thing with the ACC, 
I just want to say I've really enjoyed, and this is part of the thing about college football that they're going to be destroying with these long-distance games. And I really enjoy, look forward every year uh, to uh, picking out road trips to go to uh, during the football season. Uh, this year will probably be Vautech and uh, Wake Forest. So I always try to go different places. I've been many times, multiple times to North Carolina, Vautech, uh, UVA, Boston College, Syracuse. And this is a big part of the college football experience, the road trips. And God forbid, you know, if you're from Rutgers and you just decide, hey, I think I'll take that road trip out to Washington State, or I'm sorry, Washington. I mean, it's 3,000 miles. It's not going to happen. But uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to tell you to do because, you know, everybody's going to be jumping. And, uh, man, I, I'm, not, I'm not confident as to where we're going to land. So would you advise, Heather, like just to stay put or be active if you were in charge? Uh, I think she has to be active uh, completely under the table or off the record. You can't have stories being leaked uh, that she's trying to bail. Uh, you have to be very discreet about it. And I think she's got to do what's right by Pitt. Uh, that may not necessarily be what is right for the ACC. Uh, but, you know, they, the ACC didn't have any uh, uh, problem with uh, poaching Boston College, Vautech, and Miami back at a time when the Big East was a pretty decent football conference. Right, exactly right. So I don't know. I, I uh, thanks for the call, title man. I just I don't know what uh, the proper move here, other than being active. You got it. You got to call. Get this stuff. Mo- you just don't want to be sitting idly by because if you do, what's going to happen is you're going to be left out looking for something, and you don't want to be in one of those other conferences. Uh, the Mountain West may be the team or the conference that makes out the the most if they invite those four leftover Pac-12 schools in there. Um, who knows? But. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, um, they all went to the Big 12. I mean, there's so much realignment going on, it's hard to keep track of. Herb joins us right now in Greenfield. Hey, Herb, what's going on? Okay, Bob, I like your idea about uh, some type of merger between the ACC and the PAC, what's left of the PAC-10, or whatever they want to call it. I think it would solve two problems. You could call it the Atlantic and Pacific Coast Conference. And then it would may solve the problem. What do you? What happens to the Rose Bowl? Well, the Ro- I don't know. I mean that that was the uh, the pairings of the the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and right. now it's one in the same. It's going to be the Big 18 and nothing left with the Pac-12. I don't know. They're going to have to obviously change that around. Uh, An affiliation between the two of some kind probably would solve two problems at the same time. Yeah. My feeling is anyway. Well, all I know is that it's a mess right now, and while I think Pitt has been uh, one of the best teams in the ACC, I think they have a prominent voice, and I think it's going to take leadership to try to figure out what they got to do here because you do not want to be sitting idly along where all of a sudden, listen, hypothetically, you know, if Florida State leaves and they're making it sound like they're going to do something. Yeah. You know, Miami and Clemson are two teams also that are two programs that maybe say, you know what, we're going to be active here too. I And I can't predict what it's going to be like because, I know, you know, the money distribution is, is driving everything right now. And, Credit stationary won't help anything. 
I see. Well, we'll see. All right, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. I just know that uh, as far as this year is concerned, uh, the Bit Panther football team isn't getting all that much respect. Pick sixth. I understand why. You know, they went from Kenny Pickett to uh, Slovis, a quarterback, and now uh, Phil Jerkovic, who I thought uh, had a pretty decent run at, at Boston College, now is here. Uh, Christian Veyer will be likely the backup a transfer from Penn State. I, I think Pitt, you know, one thing Pat Narduzzi has done is he's brought in guys who some, somehow go under the radar in terms of uh, being a three-, four-, five-star recruit, but he puts together teams that are very, very successful. And I hope that continues this year uh, because he's made the turn, it looks like to me, uh, as Pitt is one of the uh, best teams in the ACC and should be looked at that way. I know they've had a lot of turnover and lost some great players. Um, that's the other thing about Pitt. Somehow, someway, they develop really good NFL players, lots of them. We saw Darrell Rivas last night get the gold jacket. He'll be inducted tonight. Mike Tomlin was there. He missed the uh, Friday Night Lights to be there. Uh, and Rondé Barber had some unbelievable things to say about Mike Tomlin when they were together in 2001 back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and soon to follow would be uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Aaron Donald, obviously. Uh, you can put Shady McCoy in that conversation. So there's a lot of tradition to pit, and certainly a way of getting to the NFL. That would be something I would tell recruits all day long, till I'm blue in the face. You come to pit, we'll get you ready for the NFL. That's your ticket. 412-928-9370. Back to the fan hotline. We got Ray in Whitehall next up. Hey, Ray. Hey, how you doing? Um, in regards to Henry Davis and his future out on the field, um, you know, he may be able to work it out at PNC in right field because he doesn't have a – lot of area to cover with the short porch but i'm still concerned about him going on the road and i also want to say and i hate to say this but if the pirates have just have to tell him if they can't find a position for him then he's just going to have to dh well that would be a waste of a number one overall pick wouldn't you say but if he has such a good bat and he can't find a decisive position what are you going to do but they had to know that when evaluating him taking him one overall to me you can't you can't spend the first overall draft pick on a designated hitter unless his bat is so good and so potentially hot that he'll hit 40 home runs every year, bat 300, and drive in 120. Okay, you you got to find a position more. for him, Ray. Okay, but one other possibility. If they're saying that right, – have they permanently given up on him as a catcher, or is it possible that they could alternate him – uh, like with Rodriguez, where one guy is a DH and the other guy is a catcher because maybe the season gets too grueling early on in their career, and then hopefully they can work it out somewhere else. I mean, that's a possibility. I, I think a platoon with each of them could be. I mean, Rodriguez would be your number one catcher. Henry Davis could you know, get in there on a couple of days a week, whatever the case may be. If their bats both are in play, then yes, I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I just, you know, I, I think at times when you're the Pirates – they keep saying they're going to give Henry Davis a shot. So if, if you say it, mean it, show it to me. Not just one inning in a 14-1 route. I want to see more than that. And the only way you're going to define the rest of the season about core players is to see what they can do when given the situation. You have two months to play with here. Do something that shows people that i got to find out. This is an evaluation process. Now they put Davis in right. They're giving him a long look there. Uh, that's a tough position to play if you're not used to playing it. And, and he's been you know, not good defensively, quite frankly. He's got a great arm, but he can't, he, he, you know, he takes circular routes to get the balls over his head. Uh, and, and it's not fair to him, I think. But uh, I just hope his bat 
is what they expect it to be. Because if it's it, not and they don't have a position for him, then what? Yeah, he does. Uh, he can hit. I mean, I, I have. Uh, I like his patience at the plate. I think he has good plate coverage, and I just hopefully it'll, it'll work out. All right, man. Thanks very much. Appreciate the call. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Pirates will be in action today in what looks like a mismatch. Falter for the Pirates, Burns for the Brewers. One's 0-7, one's a Cy Young winner. So you make the call on that one. Uh, the Pirates are going to have to figure out a way to get some runs on and hope that Falter doesn't falter. 412-928-9370. Again, our program is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochran. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com. they got a new Ford dealership in Murraysville. you got to check that out, Monroeville. And then Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. Iron Rock Tap House is a great play to go before or after you visit training camp. It's near the live casino in Greensburg. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, as we roll along at 412-928-9370. PNC Bank, make today the day. One of our big-time sponsors, thank you, PNC. As is number one, Cochran. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about at Iron Rock Tap House. Great place to hang out and watch sports and mingle. Just a great social environment there in Greensburg. Let's go back to the lines. we got a lot of people want to talk about all these issues we've been getting into today, beginning with Rob in the car. Rob, you are on. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. You? I am doing well, thank you. Heading out to the golf course here. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to uh, touch base on the conference realignment. Um, so I feel personally that the ACC and the Pac-12 really weren't that much different. Obviously, there was, uh, you know, the big issue of the Pac-12 uh, TV contract running up, uh, which was sort of the catalyst for this, but. If you put the foot, uh, the shoe on it, I think the ACC would have been in the same situation. I think the Pac-12 would have said, hey, we have a ironclad contract till 2032. We have some teams who want to get out. Uh, and I think you would have seen the same thing happen in the ACC. So uh, I think it's inevitable uh, that the ACC uh, will break up before 2032 because you're going to see uh, the big six who want to get out. Uh, and you're going to see the others who are going to get nervous that that Big 12, which has turned into the leftovers conference, essentially, <laughs> uh, you're going to see you're going to see those schools get nervous that they're going to miss the boat uh, on the Pac-12. So I think before all the lawsuits get started and uh, those Big Six try to get out, I, I, I do think you're going to see those uh, those other ACC teams probably. Uh, and eventually come up with something. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen before I, 2032. Thanks, Rob. I, I really feel that Pitt has to be proactive. You have to, in this climate, you have to be proactive. Uh, you mentioned the the Big 12 now. Arizona went there. I said they would. Colorado, Arizona State, Utah. They're all leaving. Um, all these teams, and then USC, UCLA, now Oregon, now Washington. Uh, it's just a dismantlement of that 
situation. And, and again, the thing, if I would be Pitt or any team in the ACC, I'd be nervous that Florida State is really talking about moving on and, and not satisfied with the distribution of this money. So it's all about money. But I wonder how difficult it will be to win a conference these, you know, when you have 18 teams in one, like the big 10, 12, 18, whatever you want to call them moving forward. Um, that's a tough thing to do. It used to be Michigan, Ohio State. Now you're going to have a ton of teams in there, and who knows you know, how that will work out. Penn State, um, you'll like it, but at the same time, it makes it more difficult to win your, um, your conference. And what happens to the Rose Bowl? You can't have the Rose Bowl anymore, right? Unless you call it the Thorn Bowl. Because again, there's nothing left. Or you know what you do is you just have the the Big Ten West teams face off against the Big Ten East teams, and you have it at the Rose Bowl, and that's your Big Ten championship. So much more, a lot of fluid going on here, fluidity, moving parts. Harry and Harmony is going to join us right now with his take. What's up, Harry? How are you? Hello, Pomp. How you doing today, bud? Always, always really enjoy this uh, this time of Saturday. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, I just I hate to speed talk you, but a couple of quick pirate points, and then I just have one college football note. Um, I I really think that the inconsistencies in the in the lineups, you know, you take Jack Sawinski and bat him first. You know, the only guy who hits home runs. And you know, at first I didn't like the idea of Henry Davis right field, but then when I see the arm out there, it's great. So you know, just get the kid the reps out there and let him keep going. Wandy at first, but they got to stabilize stabilize this lineup in these positions. If next year, in fact, is going to be a year that we turn the corner. And well, uh, I, on the pitching, first of all, let me let me just interrupt you there, Harry, yeah, yeah. before you go on. Um, I, I'm tired of hearing about anything but wins and losses. It's time. And Ben Charrington this week said on numerous occasions that they got to win as fast as they can. Well, that puts a lot of emphasis on a lot of things, including the owner to open up the the wallet book even more. You can't just, you know, bring in guys you're going to flip at the deadline every year. That seems to be the way they handle free agency in the offseason. One-year deal, bring them in, we'll flip them and get more. You keep flipping, 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 and then you don't see much progress in the minors, you know, throughout. You see a few guys who you have earmarked as guys who should be able to produce, and then after that, a bunch of just question marks. Yeah, that's for sure. And with the pitching... How how many times do we have to see, you know, a Charlie Morton, a Garrett Cole, a Tyler Glass now? Now we're looking at Keller, you know, is he going to be that same guy somewhere else? And, you know, the managing of Quinn Priester, you know, really rough in those first couple of days. He let him rot on the vine when he was down 3 nothing in his first start. He, you know, finished an inning with a strikeout. You could have pulled him right then and had him a positive the other game that he won where we luckily scored a bunch of runs, you know, he uh, he let him in there, you know, come out for the sixth. He already was in line for a win. He brings him out for the sixth. He walks the bases loaded, and all that good work was shot. I think Shelton, you know, as much as he seems like a great guy, you know, they need a, they need a, a, a really seasoned manager if you're going to put these pieces together. Well, um, well, let me first of all about the priesthood. Yeah, yeah, I understand that point you make there, Harry. But I will also then counter with this: How are you going to get better in pressure situations if you've never given one? This is why I don't like the fact that Jack Sawinski is never in there against left-hand pitcher. This is the time to do it. This is the time. And last night it was great, great to see that Quinn Priester got out of a bases-loaded, no-out situation in the fourth inning. Now he got a good call by the umpire because, quite frankly, Yelich should have walked and they should have had a run in. He was wild, but he got out of that mess. At some point, you got to say, "All right, this is your show. See me, show me what you can do." I w- I'd rather see that 
than walking around. And I get what you're saying. You know, positive confidence takes time to build. But in Sawinski's case, how's he going to get better hitting left-hand hitting uh, or left-hand pitching without actually facing it? You can't platoon everyone. Yeah, that's that that is that is true. In the in the Priester case, I just think the first two starts. Be careful then. You know, as the as the rest of the second half of the season goes, let them go. Uh, thanks, thanks so much, Bob. Last point on the college football. The one thing I could see positive coming out of all these realignments is uh, I think instead of these stupid bowl games, meaningless bowl games, get into rivalry games at the end of the year. You know, if USC and UCLA aren't playing for a big game, put those two together. Pitt, West Virginia, you know, Penn State, yeah, you know, Ohio State. Anything that's a big rivalry could be a, could be a much more entertaining watch at the end of the year than, than you know, Idaho versus, versus yeah. you know, well, the, the problem with that, Harry, is it gets, when you have 18 teams, it's hard. There are a lot of good rivalries that are inborn in that uh, conference already. Thanks for the call. Really do appreciate Thanks, it. We, we're moving along to Rich in Forest Hills. Rich joins us right now on the Nemecolon Hotline. What's up, Rich? Bob, you've become part of my weekend. I, well, I appreciate uh, that. Thanks. <laughs> I, I think about you like I think about my lawnmower. <laughs> so, uh, That's not necessarily a good thing. You might have a love-hate relationship with the lawnmower. I love my lawnmower. Okay. Hey, uh, I got to tell you, I, I, I've talked to you about this before. I couldn't agree more with that last caller. I, I think I think Shelton is a knucklehead. I, I don't think anybody will close their eyes and think of him as a, a, long, a, a young Jim Leland. I mean, the, this team is not going to the World Series. They're, they're going to struggle to not finish last in their division. Now's the time to be building confidence. I mean, I think uh, – you could say that uh, Glass now was a perfect example of that. His confidence was shot here. He, he was never going to succeed here. He has talent, and he, he was able to show it elsewhere. Uh, you know, just give these guys the ball and let them run their ERA up to, you know, 17. Is, to me, it, it's just idiotic, you know. I, I'd rather shut down Keller for the rest of the year, you know, put him on the phantom, got low back pain, put him on the – the, uh, the the Charlie Hayes kids uh, uh, disabled list uh, uh, status. Uh, I, I just I, I don't understand it. What's what's the point? You know, let's build on the positives here. There'll there'll be plenty of pressure situations. There's there's no pressure on a team that's uh, going to finish in the you know in the bottom five of the league. I mean, these, these aren't real pressure situations that they're going to relate to when they're actually in a World Series. You think Tyler Glass now is going to, when he's pitching in the World Series this year, is going to think back to the time that he had to spend, uh, you know, the extra uh, two-thirds of an inning he had to pitch in Pittsburgh after he already gave up five runs, and how am I going to well, limit it to six? First I mean, of all, I, I don't know if Tyler Glasnow is going to be pitching in the World Series. I don't know if Tampa's going to get there now all of a sudden. There's no, a- I agree. Aren't they an interesting team? You know, they, they get, they're, they're below 500 uh, in their last 50 games. Uh, if you've seen that stat, I know you have. But, uh, yeah, that, that's but a great division. The Yankees are in last place, and they're over 500. But and then you yeah, contrast that with – you understand my general point about yeah. the, 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 it's, play, it's player management. I mean – I think there are some players that need to get chewed out, and I think there's some players that need to be babied uh, a little bit. Or, you know, you just, you know, I think, I think I'll just leave you with this. I think Keller is struggling to find that that level. He's between a four A and a major league pitcher. You know, you know, it, it, last year wasn't who he was, and this year before the All All Star break, it isn't who he is. He's somewhere in between there. He, there there needs to be some nuance in the management of these pitchers, in particular. 
they're a precious commodity within this organization. They, they can't afford to screw up any of these guys, let alone a couple of them. All right, man. They, they, Rich, they appreciate I, I appreciate it. Go to that lawnmower and do that work out there. I'm sure you're going to do a good job. Thanks for the call. Let's squeeze in Mike in Peters Township before we go to our update coming up here with Nate Haluszczak. What's up, Mike? Hey, uh, Bob, I'd like to review Andohar. Uh, he's leading the uh, International League and all leagues in batting. Yep. He's batting uh, every number one uh, position when it comes to offensive stats, yes. Okay. Our, yes. So, in run batting, in, the one interesting thing is he only strikes out 14% of the time. That's very high. Uh, he's he's in every category for the Pirates minor league system. He's better than well at the major league level Mike, and at the minor. Here's league. the problem and the conundrum with, that he faces. Uh, this dates back to not just his time in Pittsburgh, but every time he's gotten promoted to the majors, he has failed miserably in terms of average based on what his minor league numbers were. So I don't know if that is going to continue, but I will say this, because they have two months left and they are trying things out, there's no reason not to give him another one more final opportunity because he is earning it. If he wasn't earning it, I wouldn't do it. But since he is and since they lack offensive punch right now, why not? That would be my take. Thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. 412-928-9370. Got much more coming up another hour, and then it's Donnie Football for five hours this afternoon before Josh Roundtree returns with North Shore Tavern leadoff show prior to the Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers. Also want to remind you that coming up tonight, 1135 on KDKA, we have our FedEx Steelers training camp all-access final training camp show. I'll be joined by Charlie Batch, Rich Walsh, Jerry Dulac. Join us for that, 1135 on KDKA. And this coming week, we got the first of three preseason games also on KDKA TV. It's Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay without Tom Brady, but with Baker Mayfield. That's this Friday. In the meantime... It's time to check fan weather, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer, Equinox, and all the new redesigned 2024 tracks online at sunchevy.com. Today, it's partly cloudy, partly sunny, depending on how you want to view that. Less humid, high of 82 tonight, partly cloudy. Uh, low of 65 tomorrow. You're going to have some increasing chance of a potential thunderstorm, depending on where you are, high of 82 degrees. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.